and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope all is well in your families and that you've been able to build meaningful connections this week. It's the last week of the month, so today I get to share a favorite resource with you. Today's is a little bit different. Today's resource is the temple. Everything in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is meant to point us to the temple where we will perform saving ordinances that bring us to and connect us with our Father in Heaven and His Son, Jesus Christ. It is a place on this earth that is set apart from the world where the Savior can enter in. President Nelson, our prophet, talks often of the blessings of and the need for the temple. He said, quote, The temple lies at the center of strengthening our faith and spiritual fortitude because the Savior and his doctrine are the very heart of the temple. Everything taught in the temple through instruction and through the Spirit increases our understanding of Jesus Christ. His essential ordinances bind us to him through sacred priesthood covenants. Then, as we keep our covenants, he endows us with his healing, strengthening power. And oh, how we will need his power in the days ahead. When you bring your temple recommend, a contrite heart, and a seeking mind to the Lord's house of learning, he will teach you. End quote. Just a few weeks before I was old enough to attend the temple, my family moved from California to Utah, just a few blocks away from the Jordan River Temple. How blessed I was to have such easy access just when the opportunity became available to me. I have also had the wonderful pleasure, as I've moved around as an adult, of living in three temple districts blessed with the new temple. It has been a wonderful experience each time. The excitement and joy preceding the incoming temple, along with the efforts of the members in those areas to become temple-worthy and show their appreciation and readiness for a new temple has been amazing. At the Logan Temple Cornerstone Dedication, President George Q. Cannon made this statement, quote, Every foundation stone that is laid for a temple and every temple completed according to the order the Lord has revealed for his holy priesthood lessens the power of Satan on the earth and increases the power of God and godliness, moves the heavens in mighty power in our behalf, invokes and calls down upon us the blessings of the eternal gods and those who reside in their presence, end quote. As we've heard in recent conferences, the Lord is bringing his temples to his people. I want you to consider the rapid acceleration of temple access. When our last prophet, President Thomas S. Monson, was called to the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in 1963, there were only 12 operating temples in the entire world. By the time President Hinckley became prophet in 1995, there were 51. And since that time, over a period of just 18 more years, there have been an astonishing 224 temples announced, 100 of those being announced in just the last five years since President Nelson has been our prophet. This brings the total number of temples up to 275 once they are all complete. Do you think our Heavenly Father wants us participating in this work? President Nelson has repeatedly emphasized that time in the temple will bless our lives as nothing else can. When I was a teenager, my mom faithfully attended the temple weekly. I wondered sometimes why she made it such a priority. When I read the book House of Glory by S. Michael Wilcox, my wondering quickly turned to gratitude when I read the quote in the book by Elder Vaughn J. Featherstone. He said, quote, 
I promise you that all who faithfully attend to temple work will be blessed beyond measure. Your families will draw closer to the Lord. Check out this part. Unseen angels will watch over your loved ones when satanic forces tempt them. The veil will be thin and great spiritual experiences will distill upon this people, end quote. In his October conference address from last year, President Nelson said, quote, If you don't yet love to attend the temple, go more often, not less. Let the Lord, through his spirit, teach and inspire you there. I promise you that over time, the temple will become a place of safety, solace, and revelation. Begin now to learn and experience what it means to be armed with priesthood power. And to each of you who has made temple covenants, I plead with you to seek, prayerfully and consistently, to understand temple covenants and ordinances. Spiritual doors will open. You will learn how to part the veil between heaven and earth, how to ask for God's angels to attend you, and how better to receive direction from heaven, end quote. Isn't that a beautiful promise? Spiritual doors will open. You will learn how to part the veil between heaven and earth, how to ask for God's angels to attend you, and how better to receive direction from heaven. Our prophet speaks the words of God. He speaks truth. How much we need those blessings. Anthony Sweat explains also so beautifully, quote, The endowment ritual in modern days is to teach those who attend the temple a pattern to learn how to part the veil and enter the presence of God in this life or the next, end quote. What I love about going to the temple is the peace that resides there. The noise of the world and all the distractions I typically face disappear and I'm able to recenter my life. I have felt of God's love there and a feeling of homecoming. I've been able to fill up his spirit and receive clear direction there in prayer. I want to share a metaphor from a book by Jay Washburn titled Dear Jeff, Candid Advice from an Older Brother on Preparing to Enter the Temple that gives great insight into why it's different at the temple than in other places. It says, quote, an evil force has spread across the land, dark thorns growing on everything, through the grass, on rocks and trees, choking out flowers and birds and crawling onto the skin and faces of people. And it's infectious, spreading to anything it gets close to. So the forces of good get together and start burning away the thorns till they have created one small area on the map. They label this the place of no thorns. And now that it's been purified, people can go there and feel safe from infection. If you have a thorn on you and you walk into the place of no thorns, you've immediately destroyed the essence of the whole place. It's no longer the place of no thorns. Of course, the physical setting, the terrain, and whatnot hasn't changed one bit, but by entering it with thorns on you, you've made it so the place no longer exists. In fact, it's a metaphysical paradox. A place with a thorn in it can't simultaneously be a place without thorns. It's a contradiction. Real life is not far from this fairy tale. Our world is a crazy place, quote, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, end quote. That's Ephesians 6.12. It continues, so instead of thorns, we have the powers of darkness around us. They're real, and therefore our battle against them and our eventual escape from them are real too. As these forces swirl around us, they pull this way and that, trying to get us to spend our attention and our lives on things that will infect us. Mostly, they tempt us to become more self-centered. But there is a place that is a refuge from this darkening storm, a place where none of that is allowed to go. The temple is like the area marked on the map. It's simply a location. Entering with a thorn on you isn't going to change the physical location or make it disappear, but there's a spirit that resides at the temple too. 
a feeling that permeates the place simply because of the things that are not there. If you carry the darkness with you, you'll destroy the essence of the refuse by entering it. But by becoming worthy before you enter, by removing the darkness and thorns from yourself, you put yourself in harmony with the place so you can enter it without changing its nature. Even more, you can now enter the place and benefit from its unique attributes. End quote. We prepare ourselves and become temple-worthy in order to put ourselves in harmony with the place so that we can partake of the unique spirit that resides there. I love that the Bible Dictionary says, quote, Only the home can compare with the temple in sacredness. End quote. We can prepare our homes to become similar in nature to the holy temple. We do this by removing any darkness, by making it a, quote, sanctuary of faith, end quote, as President Nelson has said. Under temples and gospel topics, there's a beautiful quote by Elder John A. Woodso. It talks about the eternal perspective we can gain. He said, quote, Temple work gives a wonderful opportunity for keeping alive our spiritual knowledge and strength. The mighty perspective of eternity is unraveled before us in his holy temples. We see time from its infinite beginning to its endless end, and the drama of eternal life is unfolded before us. Then I see more clearly my place amidst the things of the universe, my place among the purposes of God. I am better able to place myself where I belong, and I am better able to value and to weigh, to separate and to organize the common ordinary duties of my life, so that the little things shall not oppress me or take away my vision of the greater things that God has given us." End quote. The temple is a sacred place. It is a sacred blessing. The work we do there is as much for our benefit as it is for those who have passed on. Heavenly Father has been trying to impress upon the minds of his saints for several decades now through his mouthpiece on the earth. The importance of attending the temple and receiving the blessings and strength that can't be found anywhere else. The Doctrine and Covenants contains a dedicatory prayer for the Kirtland Temple in section 109. Verse 22 says, quote, And we ask thee, Holy Father, that thy servants may go forth from this house armed with thy power and that thy name may be upon them, and thy glory be round about them, and thine angels have charge over them." End quote. These are blessings that truly are available as we spend time in the temple. We leave armed with his power, the power of the priesthood of God. We take upon us his name, his glory is round about us, and his angels have charge over us. They surround and strengthen us and our families when we give of our time in his holy temples. Time in the temple will bless our lives as nothing else can, our prophet has declared. So my summary in 60 seconds or less is this. The temple is our greatest resource here on earth. It is where the great plan of our God is unfolded before us once again, and we learn who we are and what we can become. We partake of a special spirit that can reside there because of what is not found in holy temples. It is a place set apart in the world where the Savior can enter in. The Lord is bringing his temples to his people so we can partake of the blessings and power that come from attending there. Our prophet has emphasized how much we will need this power in the days ahead. Our access to temples is rapidly increasing with 100 temples announced in just the last five years. It is worth great sacrifices on our part to be there as frequently as our circumstances will allow. I know God loves us and that he has a plan for us, how he wants our success. I know he directs his prophet on this earth and his prophet is building temples and entreating us to spend time there and receive of the strength and blessings we can't receive anywhere else. If you're not sure how you can get to the temple, ask our Father in prayer and be open to receiving ideas and impressions from Him and go forward with faith. He can help us to get there. I know He can. 
And I share these things in the sacred name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problems.